Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. We are the center of the NFL universe at the moment, aren't we? Wait till we go down to the combine oh next, next Thursday. Oh, my. Right? So the latest now, uh, little social where you kind of go, hmm, something going on. Might be the uh, Bears featuring some jerseys on social. And what are they asking? Which one you rocking? Yeah. I, I mean, look, at this point, we're all just you know, we're all just playing, you know, what is it? Uh, amateur detective. Armchair Social Sherlock. Yes. Social is that what it is? Yeah, is that, did you just, did you just make that up right yeah. now or is that uh-huh. something that well, you've no, used I've, before? I've said it on the show before. Have you? Yeah. Well, Social Sherlock. stuff very quickly. Like, what was the other one I had? Don't have my Lent legs under me I don't have my yet? Lent legs under me yet. Yeah, because he, he gave up French fries for Lent. Yeah. And that Friday, the first Friday of Lent, he, he was eating French, French fries. fries. Yeah. And I was like... How in the world do you whiff on the first Friday of Lent? He goes, I don't have my Lent legs underneath me. And I was just like, I just did, forgot. Did you just make that phrase? That's a good phrase. You just yeah. made that and up. And by the way, that's really common the first week everyone forgets every Friday. The first Friday, they forget. I would oh, think it's the Friday. Further, yeah, I know, nah. but like you had made your commitment to what you were actually going to give up. I would think three Not, weeks later, you would have forgotten maybe about unless it. Unless you're a CEO Catholic. Uh, yeah. Christmas and Easter oh, only. I love that phrase. That's a good one. <laughs> I'd never heard of that. I grew up then Southern. you don't realize it's Lent because you only go That's when true. Lent's over at Easter. I, I grew up Southern Baptist. Really? Yes. That um, explains a lot. I don't know what that means. I'm kidding you. That was, that was mean-spirited, especially no. on one's birthday. <laughs> okay. But this is my point, is is that when I, when I went to a Catholic high school and was was drawn to the Catholic religion. Yeah. I'm not trying to make any statements right now. Uh-oh, just trying to explain. Go. That's all right. So I started going to mass with my friends. Yes. Then went to a Catholic college. Okay. And then wanted to get married in the Catholic church. So then I, I converted to the Catholicism. Yeah. Went through the program up at uh, the Holy Cross Church in Deerfield. Yeah. Got married in the Catholic church. And we've raised all of our kids Catholic. All right. So. Congratulations. Thank you. Was just saying, like you know, doesn't I, give you a free pass to no, heaven. No, absolutely not. There's no question. No, this is all about yeah, yeah. Regardless of yeah, what but, you're, but not eating meat will get you right through those yeah, pearly exactly. gates on Friday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You're probably, you know, what you're actually old enough now. You don't even have to abide by those rules, Tom. Was well, there an age limit? Yes, of course there is. Really, yeah. I didn't know that. It, it's or not did healthy you make for up? the elderly did you make to be that up? Uh, giving up yeah. protein. But I didn't have my lint legs underneath me. <laughs> Let's go out to Bourbon A. Austin, you're up on ESPN 1000. Hi, Austin. Guys, how's it going? Good. What's happening? Uh, not much. I just want to say, uh, you know, everybody, the Justin Fields people, you know, I love Justin Fields. He's pro's pro. He's a phenomenal athlete. But we keep on making all these excuses of doesn't have good coaches, doesn't have good O-line, doesn't have a wide receiver. Well, I mean, last year we had quite a bit of uh, stuff around him. You know, it's the same thing with Mitch. How often did you hear, doesn't have good coaching, doesn't have good enough players? He left, he went to the Steelers, and guess what? He still sucks. 
You know, so it's like <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's it's like the same thing running all over again. Um, you know, I hope Justin Fields goes somewhere and balls out, but you know, the, I, in my opinion, the way that's going to happen is he's running the ball and surprises you with a throw here and there, but. Yeah, I don't think anybody. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, Austin, with regard to, you know, I think everyone hopes that the future is bright for him wherever it is that ultimately, if in fact that's the path they go, where he goes. Good kid, great teammate, hard worker. I've never heard one person say anything inside those walls or outside of those four walls bad about him. Ever. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, so like I am. That's the nature of this business. Yeah. Um, So I, I. you know, I, I'm not going to be surprised if, in fact, what they decide to do is pivot and go in a different direction, especially, again, I mean, if you're a general manager, you also want to, it, whether you, you succeed or you fail, you want to be in full control over most yeah. of these big decisions. And Justin wasn't their guy. The closest, so. the, the closest to hearing anything negative came this year when he first, you know, said it was the coaching that was getting in his head, uh, maybe over coaching him. And then there was, there was some rumblings about the Nick Foles stuff that was going on but um, i think that was jo- i think Do- josh lucas i think brought that, yeah. that conversation to the yeah i don't right? know i mean well just I, what did he say i thought listen, that, didn't I rem- the guys play it this morning or I, I thought i had heard it this morning i didn't think it was it was that damning just that i think that the essence of the the story was is that it was it wasn't as fruitful of a relationship or a setup as they had it wasn't a mentor taking on the rookie but i remember when all that was going down i heard fairly quickly that nick Foles was uh looking to leave and was going to request his release. Yeah. And it came from outside of football. It came from some of his personal affiliations. So um, I don't know how much of that you know you could put on Justin Fields. It sounds like it was Nick Foles was the one who wanted something more uh, than he was getting. Listen, but- if in fact there is a, a separation here and they go their separate ways, I, I won't have any, like, there will be no mean-spirited evil comments being made just like listen it wasn't good enough consistently enough exactly and that's just the nature of the the occupation right it wasn't good enough consistently enough on a number of fronts it wasn't always his fault it hasn't always been his fault i'll give you a stat too like there's only four quarterbacks in the nfl this year that were sacked more than justin four and he missed four games because of the thumb injury i believe it was the kid in washington he was sacked the most it it was Russell Wilson, it was Zach Wilson, and there was one other guy, and then it was Justin. And while I wouldn't put the Bears' offensive line in the top ten in terms of pass protection, you can't tell me that some of those sacks aren't the responsibility of the quarterback. Of course. So, like, when I say it's not well, Especially all the when you see how long he's holding on to the ball. Right. So when, yes. it's, when, when we say what went wrong... That's where I say it wasn't just Justin. It wasn't just the offensive line. It wasn't just the coordinator. It just all didn't work. Here's the uh, the Josh Lucas that you were referring to. I believe it's courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago, where Josh Lucas talks a little bit about the idea of maybe having both Fields and Caleb Williams on the roster because it could benefit Williams oh, to right. sit his first year. But then it leads to Josh Lucas talking about his first year 
learning under Nick Foles. The NFL is flat out showing us it's unbelievably beneficial to sit. I mean, you know, from from Love and Green Bay, from Mahomes, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, like it's extremely beneficial for a quarterback to be able to sit. Um, you would have a chance that have Justin perform even better and and give you more uh, of leverage in a trade going forward. Um, it's not crazy to think out. But if you think that it could combust, if you think that that the people in the locker love Justin so much, which that may be true because Justin seems very, to be the case, yeah. likable guy, and they're going to kind of like shun off um, Caleb, you know, you, you just never know. <clears throat> Justin wasn't great his rookie year. We thought having two vets with him um, would really help him uh, with Andy and uh, and Nick, and and that was not cohesive at all. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I, the part I kind of liked about it is Justin knew he was the best and sh- should be out there. Um, but the part you don't like about it is there's a teachable moment in every point of practice. There's teachable moments in the building during the day, how you carry yourself as a quarterback. There are teachable moments at press conferences. There's teachable moments every snap on Sunday. Um, and when you got two guys that have won as much as Nick and seen as much as Andy, um, and you don't take that information in because um, you're a little standoffish and, and, and a little a little abrasive, um, you know, you're wasting that opportunity. So, it would be risky from a, from a team dynamic standpoint, but if you think it out and let Caleb sit for a year and you still continue to build your team um, and, and you get another year adjusted on a cheap deal, um, it's, it's not the craziest thing. Uh, remember, Josh Lucas was, was with Ryan Pace yeah. back in the day. That is, uh, of the three potential doors the, bo- the Bears can walk through, that, to me, is the least likely. I think that door is padlocked. Well, I, and also, let's not forget that they had anointed, anointed the job to Andy Dalton right. before they <laughs> took Justin Fields. So, I mean, they set themselves up for that, um, you know, not being the best situation in, inside the locker room. So. More social media shenanigans. Remember, that was all Andy Dalton QB1, which yes. really started the yes, whole, whole firestorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and for the most sacked quarterbacks last year, it was Sam Howell, Bryce Young, Bryce Young Zach Wilson, Russ Wilson, and, and Justin, Justin Fields. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's keep going on the phone lines. Chris is in Tampa. Hi, Chris. Good afternoon. Thank you both very much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I understand everything on we need to be better at the position. But the position was never really given the best, and, and as we've talked about it before, for um, his coaches. He's never had an offensive coordinator in a pro system. He's only had QB coaches who became offensive coordinators and an offensive line that was nothing but a turnstile for most of the year. Now, whoever becomes our new quarterback, if it's Justin Gann or if it's Caleb Williams or whoever, the offensive line is going to be better no matter what because 
we're going to have a new center, we're going to have two new guards, and we have an offensive, a proven offensive coordinator. It's it's just it's a shame. But what is odd is if the Bears were not drafting number one, say they were drafting three through six, would you be saying we need to get rid of picks for this year and next year and move up? Would you do that or be saying that with Justin as our quarterback? Oh, I think that's interesting. If 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 I had the third pick versus the first pick, yeah, I I would still not the third, say the fifth or sixth. I it would be part of the equation, yeah. Now I'm not going to mortgage yeah. a group of picks for it. I'm looking at Chris. The, the I'm looking to get better at the position, and as I've said a thousand times, it wasn't just Justin's fault. The reason why this offense has never really threatened anyone consistently, but again. You can't just point at the other positions when you go the last half of this season where Justin did make progress. There were three occasions where the offense didn't score a touchdown. Right. Now, again, I've said this yesterday. They did score a touchdown against the the Browns, okay? But that was a a seven-play, one-yard drive. It was a really cool play that Justin kept alive when Miles Garrett tried to get him to the ground. And it was another example of Justin doing something that really only he and a handful of guys can do, keeping a play alive. But you don't get credit for that being an offensive drive. So you had the Cleveland Browns game, you had the Minnesota Vikings game, and you had the Green Bay game where your offense didn't score a single touchdown. You can't get to where you want to go in this league doing that. Three times in the last eight weeks of the season, your offense didn't account for an offensive touchdown drive. And I can blame the coordinator, and I can blame the line, and I can blame the receivers. Robert Tunyon dropped the ball that could have been a touchdown against Cleveland. At the end of the day, you also have to point your finger at the quarterback. He's got to be better as well. Regardless of who it is is under center next year, whether they decide after all of this speculation that we're not going to draft a quarterback, we're going to move on with Justin, or if they draft Caleb Williams... The offensive coordinator is going to be entrusted with an enormous job because whoever's playing that position has to elevate this offense. Not, not, not peg, not a little bit. Right. An enormous amount. Because marginal improvement isn't going to get you where you need to go. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if they look at this situation and say, hey, look, like we have a lot of respect for, for the young man that, that played this position for us, but we think the other guy's better. I don't know why that's chapping so many asses. It, I just don't. It's it's like the way you're even saying it. You don't think behind closed doors that Ryan Poles, let's even throw Kevin Warren in there for a football decision like this. Ian Cunningham, uh, Matt Eberflus, you don't think this just kills them, that they, they wanted it Justin, work. they wanted him to succeed. Peg, it was the, it was the best possible outcome was that for him to yes. prove to everyone. And it just didn't happen. It wasn't good enough. And they knew that they, they have to move on. Like, that hurts. That's hard for them. They what, love this guy. Yes, and what would have been the best outcome if, in fact, he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was the guy? Then you do move that first overall pick. Sure. But you had a year to try and yes. prove it. Yes. And it just was, was he the worst quarterback in the National Football League? Absolutely not. No. And to our caller's point, if they had the 10th pick of the draft, we wouldn't be having this discussion. They have the first pick. And That's there's exactly a guy right. that is available that a lot of people who will not, you know, 
Maybe they will tell you, and I would never tell you he's the next Patrick Mahomes, but there are a lot of people that say, hey, this kid is really good. He needs to be coached up, but his ceiling's enormous. There's no guarantees. But, I I mean, I understand why they would want to pivot. Some people think it's crazy. Why would you want to maintain the level of mediocrity? Are you so sure that it's going to get significantly better because you get another center? I can tell you this. If if Marvin Harrison Jr. is on this team and he's running a deep cross and he's open and the ball's not thrown to him, then what good is he? Exactly. I don't care if the name That's... on the back of your jersey is Pettis Jr. If he or doesn't Harrison find Jr. You because he's still scrambling in the backfield, or he's just reluctant seeing... to. Right. I mean, so look, it's yeah. I mean, I, I, I just my mind has always been open to moving forward with Justin. If in fact they weren't convinced that somebody was out there that would be better, but the opposite isn't true for those that really appreciate Justin. There are some people that don't think that the Bears can get better at the position. And I don't know why what we've seen from this offense is good enough for everybody. I just don't. I mean, it needs to, everyone needs to be better. There's there's such disagreement with the believers and the non-believers. Which is fine. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to convince anyone. I'm just reluctant to let anybody shout me down that this is a horrible idea, that maybe the general manager of this football team, who's done more work than any of us researching this situation, that maybe he feels that there's a guy there that he can pick with the first overall selection, which is a... A, you know, which is is a direct in direct relation to a deal he made last year, which everyone thought was a really good deal. Now he's benefiting from that deal because, my goodness, you've got the first overall pick again, and he's decided maybe that when, he thinks this guy's exactly. better. Like exactly, it's, he's not trying to to no, make any of you I unhappy. Know, I know he's trying to but, get us all on the same end of the road. Exactly, Andy's on the Skyway listening in as well. Hi, Andy. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, just wanted to make a point. You know, I, I've been a big Justin fan all year. Um, was kind of in denial all year that potential Caleb Williams getting drafted. Um, and then you get to the playoffs and you see CJ light it up from the pocket. And then you see the ASC championship. You see Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes. You know, if Justin's ceiling is Lamar, which is an amazing talent, it's still not good enough to be Patrick Mahomes, which is the talent we need. Um, and, again, I've been a big Justin fan all along, and I just it's, – it's time for Caleb Williams to light it up here. Um, the second point I wanted to make, I'm a Bear fan who grew up in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. We haven't beat the Packers in, like, five years. Yeah. Um, so if we can get somebody in here to beat the Packers, I would greatly be happy. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, if, if I thought Justin's ceiling was Lamar Jackson, I'd be an advocate of keeping him and trading the pick. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was the NFL MVP in his second season in this league, and in that year, he threw for 36 touchdown passes. And in that season, wouldn't you know that Mark Andrews was his leading receiver? His tight end had just over 800 yards receiving. So... Even when you don't have a bevy of talent all around you, you can still elevate the guys that you are in the huddle with, and you can still succeed at times. C.J. Stroud, again, I look at your receiving core, and there were guys there. Nico Collins had an excellent year. Tank Dell, nobody knew who Tank Dell was. He's five foot nine, and he weighs 170 pounds. He was a third-round pick, I think, out of Houston, and helped the Houston Texans be a very good team in his rookie season. 
I don't know how many people thought Jordan Love was surrounded by a ton of talent. How about no the season did. that he had? Right. So there are times when the quarterback can elevate the group that is in his huddle. And unfortunately, we just haven't seen enough of it. And there are too many people in this town, in my humble opinion, that are too reliant on making everything perfect around the quarterback and not asking the quarterback to do the bulk of the work. Right. That's the way it works. Like the quarterback, too much is given, much is expected. He's the guy that's expected to bring the best out of others, not the other way around. In a perfect world, Peg, everyone is working in unison, and it all works because everyone's pulling their own weights. But, like, if if we're going through the evaluation process, and the question is, or the, the, the conclusion is, well, we just got to surround our quarterback with more talent. My Mine would be, well, why can't you find a quarterback that's more talented that maybe raises the level of play of others? It's what we learned with MJ. It's what we learned with MJ. They kept switching the guys around him, and he brought the best out of all of them. Out of every them. one of them. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's an unfair comparison, MJ, to anyone, but I know I, the I'm point you're making is, him, yeah, right. but I'm you're not, 100% right. But that's, that's yeah, the point, is what it could be with a, someone who has the potential to be great at their position, at the most important position on the field. Yes. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Well, we asked for the phone lines, and they're they're pretty rock. But but I so we'll continue doing this. But I I'm very surprised with the level of calmness. I thought it was going to get a little hairy there for a second. Um, it still may. Yeah, I think you might want to just hold on a bit. Okay. We, we've got a we've got a few more that we have to go to on the phone lines. Uh, it's Waddle and Sylvie. Peggy filling in. ESPN 1000. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. And he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because... You draw from that. It's time to go inside Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salts. Oh, that's correct. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. Uh, we've got a full uh, full screen of phone calls. So instead of bringing you nonsensical stories that make make the inner child in you giggle, we'll uh, we'll take these calls. I will address one some uh, a friend of mine and somebody whose football acumen I trust as much as anybody yeah. just asked me a question. Question of the day. I won't identify this person because I don't know that this person would want to be identified. But the question was question of the day, and I think it's a really good question. And it kind of highlights how weird sometimes the path you have to take in football because of how things are structured. Because free agency happens before the draft, right? Question of the day, not who, but what position should the Bears go after in free agency? So I would ask you, Peck. Okay. If, if in, I, so I would say this. Okay, I'll start and then see. you tell me how you feel about it. Okay. I think I can identify this team's needs. Um, the quarterback situation, I think, will be taken care of if, if, you know, odds are that they'll move on from Justin, they'll draft Caleb Williams or Drake Mayer, whoever it is. They need a number two wide receiver. 
They, I think they need an upgrade at left tackle. Left tackle. I think they need, obviously, a center as much as anything. Yes. The stability at that position is imperative. They need a three technique. They need another pass rusher. Yes. I would say, let, I mean, if you play this out, if you identify, if you feel like there's going to be a receiver that moves you at nine, maybe what you want to do is address, let's say, pass rusher in free agency. There's a kid, I think, that plays for the Houston Texans. I believe that that is a really good player's name's escaping me right now. Is Jonathan Greener. There you go. That's him. That may also fit their profile as not spending, you know, because you've already given Montez Sweat uh, $100 million. Somebody like that, that I think they may identify. Or you could go big with Daniil Hunter. Mm-hmm. But if you addressed pass rusher in free agency, then that means you would address, I think, one of the other positions in the draft, like wide receiver. Well, or and it's a very versa. deep wide receiver yes. draft. So, Or I think it's a pretty deep tackle draft, right? Yes. yes. I, I don't know where I'd go at center. Center's a priority for me. I don't know if the best choice would be to try to find one in free agency. I think there was a... Wasn't the Dolphins center destined... Connor Williams, to, Was yeah. supposed to be a free agent, but then blew out his knee. Well, the Bears. Am I right about that? The Bears. He did, have, but he mm-hmm. might be available. Okay. But he's gonna he's gonna be recovering from that knee yeah. injury. You're right. The Bears have used um, free agents uh, at the center position. But did they? Is it Doug Kramer was drafted by Ryan Poles, correct? So out of Illinois, um, and he has yet to really see the field. So it makes me a little nervous. Uh, this is supposed to be Ryan Pohl's strength. That, yeah. This is the position he played. Uh, they, need, they need to really get some more studs on that offensive line across the board. Right. Across the board. I think that they've got enough needs that, like, if you address, let's just say, I think three technique, I don't know. I don't know the defensive line well enough like Yurko. Can the kid Dexter from last year who showed really good signs? Can he be a three technique? I think well, you know the kid hope. Billings. Billings, who they they re-signed, had had a very Nose good tackle. Year. Yes, he's Billings did, did had a, a nice very, job in the middle of that year. defensive line. Um, but yeah, I think that Jervon Dexter is their hope that. But he he needs to come on a little bit quicker now. Um, I think as Yurko would point out throughout the year, he was starting to come on about right. two thirds through the season. Yurko so, was hopeful that he would develop into a player like Santana. Um, Dotson. Dotson. Yeah. And if that's the case, then oh, maybe you, yeah. you answer that position internally already. So I guess my answer to my good friend would be that if if you want to spend money because you think you can get a, 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 a difference-making wide receiver at nine, maybe that allows you to spend even more money on the defensive side of the ball at, at the other pass-rushing position. But I would say, like, they've got to focus on the offense now as well. Right. So they've spent a lot of money in free agency on the defensive side. I think they have to identify positions on the other side of the ball. I think the nice thing is you have the free agent, you have the money to attempt to go after some guys in free agency that pique your interest. You don't necessarily have to break the bank. You know, you Ryan Poles, I think, has shown that he's got a number he's willing to go to. He did this last year, but once it got 
at a point where he was no longer comfortable, he was willing to say, all right, it's too much. I don't want to break the bank and find myself in a spot where a couple years down the road, I don't like that number. So he showed that restraint last year when they had the most right. flexibility, but he's also got two top picks in the, in the, ten, in the top 10 here where you know that if it doesn't go your way in free agency, well, you know what? You just address it in the draft as well. Right. So, this, you know, Rick Spielman talked about it yesterday. He's in a great spot. He's, this is why Bears fans, I think, can be truly excited. He's set himself up and the franchise. They're on the ascent. And you don't need to make these huge leaps. You just need to keep chipping away, adding good players. And if you get it right with this number one overall pick, it could be very exciting times ahead. I agree. I agree. So this is why it's going to be so fun, because it's not just the the thrill of what's going to happen with the first and the ninth pick. It's there's so many other positions that the Bears need or can upgrade, and they're not the worst team in the NFL. And so it's exciting. It's well, exciting to see. Yeah, that's why I, I again I, I I I kind of I bristle when I hear people say, "Well, you still you got so much building to do. You have to trade the pick." I think you can address addressing and fixing the quarterback position is the most important decision of all, and you still have enough resources to address other issues. Right. right. So I don't think it has to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. You can draft Caleb Williams at one and still find an answer at wide receiver and, and use some free agency capital, some salary cap space on a center or, or a pass rusher. I mean, they've got some options. They really do. Definitely. Do you want to take phone calls? Or yeah, you got let's more do models. No, do you I, want can, to? I can get to the nonsense later. All right, let's go to the north side. Moose has been hanging on for a while. Hi, Moose. Moose is loose. The moose is loose on the north side. Moose going once, twice. Moose is gone. Come on, Moose. Oh, sorry about that, Moose. Let's go to Cletus, who's in Kalamazoo. Hello, Cletus. Hey, how's it going? Happy birthday. Thank you, buddy. Hey, yeah, so I'm a huge Fields fan, you know, and this whole time I've just been on the side of, I, you know, just I was uh, here on the side of caution, but, you know, the more and more we just talk about it and think about it, I've really converted over to the idea that we do need to move on. And, you know, I do like him a lot. It's hard not to like the guy of for course. his hard work and, yes. and everything, right? Yes. I, my question, I guess, is because I do love the guy, I feel like I, you know, emotionally attached what uh, what do you feel is like the best scenario for him um, outside of Chicago? Let's say that you know we move on. You know what would be ideal state? Hey, if all positions were available, and then you know obviously with the openings that they're currently out there, what do you think? And you guys just broke this down. You 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 said that you guys really took a deep dive into all the teams and the quarterback needs and the teams that need a quarterback. Where does I mean the two most talked about is the Falcons and the Steelers. Yeah. Look, I think if you go to the Steelers, you're obviously playing for one of the best coaches in the National Football League. They've struggled to solve their offensive problems. I don't even know who their OC is now. Do you guys know who the Arthur o- Smith was or, hired? Oh, that's right. Brian. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, that's right. I just forgot. Yeah. So I would say that ah, that, 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 to me, be, yeah. that to me is probably where the, the, he would be used most effectively. And they've got a couple of good receivers. Uh, Friar Muth is a good tight end. Um, I believe they were a 10-win team last year. I think it's, I, I think that probably would be the best landing spot for him. Atlanta is his hometown. Um, I don't know exactly what they're going to do offensively, but they've got some weapons. Kyle Pitts is a very good young tight end. Uh, their receiver, 
Drake who, London. Uh, yeah, Drake London he's is a, a fantastic player. He's a top player. 10 pick. You've got Bijan Robinson yes. there. Like they're invested in the O line a lot too, and you're playing in a controlled environment where Justin can be effective with the ball in his hands on any surface, but you put him on that surface, you know. And and if you think about it, it's not just in Atlanta. You put him in that surface, but you're playing in a division where you're going to go to New Orleans. I think the Falcons. That's the spot. Like Mike Tomlin's got Tomlin has the pedigree, but if you're looking at from Justin Fields' point of view. You put him, you drop him in. They had no real good quarterback play with Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota the last couple of years. If yeah. Justin Fields can actually have those weapons at his disposal, now I'm not sure the Falcons' defense is good enough to necessarily be, you know, competitive. No, they've got issues, especially on their D line. But offensively, you know, you could drop him in, and a lot of people like Raheem Morris getting a second shot as, as a head coach in this league. I think he could do some interesting things, and that could set up really nicely for the long term in Atlanta. Can, can I go back to something that you just said, though, Tommy, about the whole, you know, he's from Georgia, and people, are, you know, the, we're trying to connect the dots with Caleb Williams and going back to Washington, where he's from. I don't know in the NFL if that is always... Uh, it's not good, always best. I don't think it's always a good thing. When people are like, oh, it's his hometown, it's good. Now, I think for a veteran, it's better, and you right. tend to see it more with veterans. You tend to see, even though, you know, you scout regionally, you're going to get, you know, Kansas City's going to get a lot of Midwest guys. The Packers are going to get a lot of Midwest guys. The Bears are going to, you know, do a lot of Big Ten scouting in Notre Dame. Brian so, Poles has made a point of loving guys that grew up here that, that were fans of this organization. As, as youngsters. Right. Well, Cole Komet is the only one of them that's been drafted by yes. them. Yeah. The others came as free agents. So I think when you go as a free agent, like Justin Fields uh, might go as a veteran player, not a free agent, uh, it is a better situation than a rookie coming out going to it back to his yeah, hometown. Yeah, makes sense. Totally. You know, because sometimes it's like you would rather they were getting their master's degree in a podunk city that is so far away from right. their friends that there is Where they no can distractions. Stay focused and there's no distractions. So exactly. It's a great point. It is worth noting too. He, his initial college choice was Georgia, right? And then he transferred yes, out. Exactly. So he has done the whole quote unquote hometown yep. thing before. Didn't work out. Now you could say, oh well, maybe I do want to go back at this point. But you could also say, hey, it already didn't work out one time. Maybe it's best if we don't run that back again yeah that's a good point let's keep going on the phone lines reggie is in richmond hello reggie hello happy birthday today my mom thank you all right happy happy birthday to mom yeah but my thing is i'd rather still have feels well, that's fair. I mean, uh, listen, Reggie, I think that there are a lot of people that feel the way that you do. Reggie, doesn't it upset you? Because you call in a lot, Reggie. And doesn't it upset you when people um, kind of uh, uh, discount or discredit Justin Fields and what he has done? Yes, it does. A whole lot. Why do you think they do that? They blame him for all the losses. Mm, they blame him for all the losses. That's hard yeah. in football for one guy to be blamed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, unfortunately, at that position, a lot of times you get a lot of the credit for wins, and oh, you're also yeah. going to bear the uh, burden well, of the losses. Well, what about what about all the games he had them in, and the defense gave the games away? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, Reggie, I, I, I mean, I think we've been honest about not blaming everything, at least on this show. We have never blamed everything or the lack of continued success or consistent success on Justin or one person. I just, I just got this, but if he's gone, I'm gone from, from the Bears. And I've been a Bears since days when Avalini was the quarterback. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, come on, Reggie. But what if what what if they do change quarterbacks? They wish him well, and then for whatever reason, the person that takes over for him makes them a better football team. Then you're going to be a, uh, you, you won't be a fan of a team that may may be going a, in the right direction. I'm a field fan. Well, this is where you and I I respectfully disagree. I am a fan of the the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. I'm a fan of the team, not the actual individual players. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> Reggie, thank you as Thanks, always Reggie. for for calling in. We appreciate it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The lines are packed. Yeah, this is why I don't understand the angst. Yeah, because like we have been, you know, with that, we've been wandering in the quarterback desert as oh. a franchise for decades. And why are people just okay I, with? I don't know. I don't staying know. in the murkiness of it. I don't know. They're afraid. They're afraid to what take are they that. Afraid of? They're afraid of the risk that what it takes. Risk? Aren't you afraid that if you remain status quo, that the result is going to be status quo? Yes, sure Isn't it that, is. I mean, I'm more afraid of that than I am trying to. If you follow the correct process and you work hard and you do it the right way, there's no guarantee that it's going to equate to guaranteed success. Why but get I'm okay married? With that process. Why get married? When everything's just fine, if you've been dating for seven years, why? Well, that's up to the individual. But you know why? Not everything's because fine with this relationship. Because you don't realize how great it really could be unless you take that dip. You don't realize how great it really could be unless you take that dip. I think the process to me is what sells me on it being the right thing. I don't agree with the process that the previous regime followed. Like when you go through this process and everything is secretive and everything is, is, is kept to yourself and you're not even consulting your head coach and all of a sudden, shazam, we're taking Mitch. Like I don't think that's the correct process no. and it turned out to be the wrong choice. If you go through the process in the correct manner and you do the due diligence and you still make the mistake, I can live with that. But you've gone through it in the right way. You've right. done all of the. I agree the, with that. You've done all the, you know, the the homework. You've done everything the the right way. You still somebody may get hurt. It's an inexact science. But I just, it it has to be it has to be better peg across the board. Like I mean, I can I can look, I love what the, they did defensively in the second half of the season and, and and some of the things that they did at the end of the day. They still had seven wins against a pretty putrid schedule. The best win they had was against the Detroit Lions, a team that they seemed to have their number. Yeah. Other than that, who'd you beat? You beat Bryce Young. Right. You know, you beat uh, Tyler Heineke. You beat Sam Howell. Yep. You're like, I'm not belittling, but I'm just... Exactly. I, I'm just They're bringing, not quality wins. Right. They, I mean, they beat one team that went to the postseason, and that was the Lions. Yeah. So, like, I'm not just pointing the finger. It's not okay for the offense. It's not okay for the defense to to lose games, three games in historic fashion either. It all, this is why, like, 
I'm not okay with status quo because status quo has been mediocrity at best. And I don't know why we're all kind of settling for that right now. If you trust in the general manager, and he's only been in the job for a short period of time, but if you like what he's done, I would just recommend to you to possibly trust him through this process. Doesn't mean he's going to get it right. Right. But if he's done things the right way, I mean, listen, I, they may have a blind spot for wide receivers, how they've evaluated wide receivers. There's no doubt. The Claypool thing didn't work. Valus Jones doesn't look like it's worked. But there have been other things that, that really they make sense. Yeah. So I would just suggest if you trust this, this particular process that they're, they're following, I'm willing to ride with this GM at this point. And I'm I'm willing to say goodbye to the status quo that we've all been immersed in for the just, last couple of decades. Can't, can't we just take off the safety net and not be afraid to jump? Yeah, what are we afraid of? We are afraid to change. Peg, we won seven games. Last I year. know. It's not I like know. It's, it's not like Joe Burrow, a healthy Joe Burrow, was our quarterback, and we won thirteen games We're, and lost in the AFC or the NFC title. Do game. we really want our children growing up with the mediocrity to continue? No, I mean this is going on too long. Hey, we have Mike Wilbon coming up. We have Aki's A list. We still have our forty fifth moment that we want to cut. Uh, so much more to come and full phone lines. So let's take a break here so that we can get more callers in 312-332-3776. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. And you shall receive. I, I, wow. <laughs> I mean, every time a caller drops off, the phone line fills up right away. Well, the, like I said, the Bears it's are a now. a lot the, of opinions. They are the uh, center of the NFL universe right now. I thought maybe we, you know, bat around whether or not the NBA is going to change their all star protocol or I don't know, no. maybe uh, no. something else. No, all, uh, all, all, all Bears all the time. All the time. And it's not just in Chicago. This is such a hot topic of conversation, but it worries me in the sense that remember, uh, rewind last off season. All we heard from the talking heads nationally that cover football was that Justin Fields was an MVP candidate. That's all everybody was talking about. This could be the season for Justin Fields. He's, this is it. And now, I mean, it blows my mind. I remember we sat down at Football Fest and I said, listen, I don't think the quarterback, I think the quarterback position is still going to be hotly debated when the season ends because it just didn't feel like there was any firm. You grip could not on have it. been more correct. There's just a, you know, it, this is crazy. Uh, let's see, let's go back out to the phone lines. Robert is on 355, waiting very patiently. Robert, thank Robert. you for waiting. <laughs> Uh, thanks for taking my call. Tom Waddle, happy birthday. Thank yeah. you, Robert. Thank you, buddy. Um, um, my, my thoughts were real quick. I, I am a Justin Fields fan. I was on the side of, or I still am, of keeping him. But I always ended it with this when talking with my buddies. If they decide to go a different route, it's because they did all the work that shows them pivoting is the right choice. And, Peggy, when Andy Dalton got picked 
as uh, or marked out there QB one. Everyone was mad, you know, or a lot of fans were upset about that. And what happened all the way till week one? Everyone is going to root for the Bears because we want to see some W's. We want to see some dubs. We want to see some wins. Yeah. And if and if Poles is going to upgrade the line, wouldn't you want the best player behind that line yes. as the upgrade also? And just to compare, not um, a franchise that had the situations were different, but when the Chargers had Breeze and Rivers, Breeze went on to have a Hall of Fame career, and the Chargers still had a franchise quarterback. Yep. And I'm not comparing Fields to Breeze. What I mean is, is hopefully Breeze ha- I mean, uh, Fields has success in the league, and the Bears also still has a franchise. Win-win. Those are always the best scenarios. I hope you're right, Robert. Thank you for holding so patiently. Thanks, well, Robert. well put. Thank you very much. Let's go out to Kankakee. Nick is up next. Hi, Nick. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good Thanks for day. having me. Sure. Hey, just a, a quick two-parter here. You know, I've heard you guys uh, saying a, a few times, why wouldn't we change? Here's my, my concern. This is a, a classic to me case of the grass is greener on the other side. We see the stars, the awesome explosions. we got to keep in mind these are college stats that we're looking at, not saying it's any different. But we're, we're almost comparing apples to oranges. Can you guys honestly tell me that if we took Caleb Williams last year and put him where Fields is, that we would have had in a different outcome? The reason I say that, that he had no one around him, is there were two wide receivers last year that caught a pass in the end zone. That's D.J. Moore and Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, we couldn't adjust his attitude. We lost him. Uh, there, there's several other concerns that I think our first pick would be better used for. I'm not sold on Fields, and I'm not sold on Williams. But my my big thing overall here is how many quarterbacks in the NFL have been taken at number one and turned out to be Hall of Fame QBs. What was the stat about quarterbacks that were drafted number one overall and the percentage of Super Bowls that Jay were? Jay had, I think, 20% of quarterbacks drafted first overall have played in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, look, you I have mean, it's... Bryce Young. Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm looking at all what, of all these. All time? Well, like the big ones are like Elway, obviously, Manning. Uh, played in five. Peyton Manning played in three. Andrew Luck. Cam Newton. Joe Burrow I'm looking at this Alex Smith. Joe Burrow, yeah. Eli. Yes. Wow. Stafford. It's it's also Vic, it's also skewed. Off. It's skewed when yeah, you consider golf. that Brady played in ten and he wasn't taken first overall. Right. You know what I mean? Like he so, played, so, right. played as many as he has. Yeah, and, so, and they weren't taken yeah, exactly, first overall. Exactly. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, Mike Wilbon. Joins us. Yes. Maybe he'll have some thoughts on how to fix the All-Star game. Maybe he'll have some thoughts on, on your birthday also. I hope and not. We, and we have a question. By the um, way, it's Charles's birthday as well. Charles Barkley's birthday. It's a very popular birthday. I like birthday. how you just dropped. You know, Charles could have been the well, king, too. I mean, I mean, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, Mike Wilbon's one of his best friends. Bruce Levine's birthday is today. How about a happy birthday to Bruce Levine? Wow, look at you, name yeah. dropper. Right. All right, we got to take Cindy a break. Cindy Crawford is it's her birthday today. Well, good for you. Good yeah. for Cindy Crawford. Okay, we'll be right back.